I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavericks Stuck in the corner. Able to pry himself out of that problem. And Porzingis a long three. Bang! And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead. And joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. The media day Medusa, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? All right, serious note right off the bat. I just want to say, guys... If you if you've been debating on going to counseling, go to counseling. I went and saw my therapist today. We did go real serious right off the bat. You were making we like you were making like a muscle arm to me, and then was, all of a sudden you start flexing. talking about therapy. I just want to I just want to say off the bat because you know sometimes everybody's listening at the very beginning, but somebody's listening saying, "Hey, therapy is not my thing. I've just you grew up with it. There's a stigma around it, and all of that. And I just want to say, just do it. The hardest part is walking through the door." And every time I walk out of there, I'm so glad that I did. Today I did. I had to get some things off my head, some things going on in my life. And it just means the world to just be able to word vomit and walk out. So yeah, somebody's listening to this. So go do it. Reach out. Make an appointment. Promise you it will help you just work through some things. Yeah. And don't see it as getting fixed. See it as getting something off your chest like Isaac said. Right? Yeah, like You're there exactly. to work to work through things. So that is absolutely great advice. All right. On today's show... Isaac and I are going to, we got something to talk about. We got something to talk about because this is why I went the great. This is why (laughs) (laughs) the story is why you went up there. (laughs) The greatest player in NBA history. No, it wasn't Jordan. The the best player currently playing had some high praise for Luka Doncic. We'll hear from him and how Luka almost picked Nike or almost picked a LeBron brand. Like a new LeBron brand was going to form around Luka. He didn't say he was almost going to pick it. He just said he tried. Okay, the LeBron tried to get Luka. So we'll hear from LeBron. We'll hear that quote because we we need to discuss that. We waited for a day where we had some time. So we uh, are going to talk about that. Also, we'll hear from Kristaps Porzingis about... If he's ruling himself out for Christmas Day, I don't I don't think he is, but I think the rest of everyone is ruling him out for Christmas nah. Day. And then we'll hear about his rehabs and his long-term health. He had a really, really good answer about his long-term health. Then we'll also hear from Tim Hardaway Jr. about defense and then the difference between starting and coming off the bench, because that might be a reality for him this year. He might have to go between both, and so we'll see what happens with that. But hear from both of those guys on Media Day. Man. What a, so much stuff to get to. I'm I'm excited. This is like we actually have real stuff and games are going to start soon and we're close. I mean, how what was it? December 4th today if you're listening on Friday. Have a good Friday everybody. Yeah, Getting a week close. from today if you're listening to us on Friday, a week from today will be um preseason game one eve uh, because it's next Saturday that the <laughs> that the first preseason game and we'll get Mavs basketball again on our TVs uh if you wow. don't have YouTube TV. Yeah, right. <laughs> We'll have to do hot mic to figure out how everyone can watch it. <laughs> All right, let's hear from LeBron James. So this was this was on his show. I actually don't even know, remember where this. No, is. It, was, it was with Matt Matt Barnes and the, or no, it was with no. Jefferson on the um um the road tripping pod. Road tripping. There you go. Okay, so this is LeBron James on the road tripping pod, and uh, he had some good things to say about Luka Doncic. Luka is one of my favorite players in the NBA today, mm-hmm. from the simple fact of. The way I play the game is exactly how I love the way he plays the game. Team first, gets his guys involved. If you challenge me to score, 
I'm going to score. And at the same time, I'm going to score. And also, at the same time, I'm going to keep my guys involved. But I only I play for the team. And I'm going to play with a sense of joy. Um, when Luca was going through his contract um, negotiations with Nike, mm. um, and you saw him at one point, he was wearing Jordans. He he started wearing a little the other brands. I won't other I won't, brands. You don't even say yeah. Name. I don't say the other <laughs> so brands. Good at that. He was wearing the other brands on his feet during practices in that notion. I wanted to begin Team LeBron and have Luca as my first signee uh-huh. with Nike. Oh wow! This is what I wanted, um, and is I, I don't believe that the, my guys at Nike was ready for that. Uh-huh. And obviously they were not because he ended up going to Jordan. Yeah. And I don't even know if Luca knows this, but he would know it now. I wanted Luca to be the first signee of Team LeBron mm-hmm. when he was going through his situation. And, um, and it didn't happen. He's still under the same umbrella of Nikes with Jordan, but I wanted him to be, uh, and that's how much I believed in him. Yeah. And, 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 it, and it's going to, I they're, feel like it's going to haunt me yeah, a little bit. It's going to haunt you. But, but they're, they're, I, I wanted him to be my guy. I wanted him to be my first guy because I, I just love what he stands for. I love everything about him, both on the court and off the court. He's just you, a, I have he's Isaac's hand is planted squarely across the front of his face. <laughs> because, okay, there's a there's a way to listen to that and appreciate it. And I want to take, we can take that and That's angle, the way I listen I, to it. But I can't help to just be like, is this a sales pitch? No. Oh. Is this a pitch for the Lakers and LeBron and Clutch? We can't enjoy the NBA anymore as fans of a specific team. If you're not just a person that is like a fantasy fan, right, where you follow players around. If you're a fan of a specific team, if you're listening to the show, it's a good chance you're a fan of a specific team, and that team is probably the Dallas Mavericks. Yes. The NBA has kind of ruined that, right, in a way, because you're always like, okay, is this player trying to pitch my guy to come to yeah. his team, you know, like four years from now or three years from now or something like that. And like, you but just can't appreciate a compliment like this. It always has to be something else like devious. <laughs> and we, we, I mean, we totally like play into all this all the time too, with the Giannis yes. stuff and then playing twice in preseason and all that. But I think this is, it, it stinks that that's the way that it is, but it is, but, but let's take the appreciation part. The best player in the game, one of the best players of all time is sitting there saying how much he loves Luca. And how Luca is one of his best, uh, like his favorite players in the league, and, and believed plays in like him. him. Yes, and believed in him, and plays like him, and all just to hear LeBron, how respected LeBron is across the league, just all of that to hear him brag on Luca like that, I thought was really, really, really cool to hear, and it just validates everything. Every Mavs fan out there who you know believes in Luca as much as you do, and all of you, and all, all of us do, I think that that is really cool to hear. The brand stuff is fascinating. Yeah. And we know how much Luca looks up to LeBron. If there if there was an offer on the table and all that stuff, if it reached that point, you know Luca would have been interested in it probably. You imagine um, you imagine you're him turning that down, right? Like imagine if Jordan Brand yeah, was, like contacted yeah. you when you you know, you know what I mean? Like when you were growing up. Imagine if Jordan Brand contacted you or whoever your favorite is, right? And you yeah. had and you had the opportunity to turn that down. That's pretty wild. Yeah, it, it, it's super crazy. And, you know, obviously Luca's with with Jumpman now and with Jordan Brand. And like LeBron said, that's in the same umbrella. So they're still in the same family. So I, I want to say that this dream isn't dead. No, so, yeah. 
So that is obviously something LeBron has been looking into, something he wants to do eventually. And there's already, I mean, there was grumblings as soon as, you know, Luca signed the Jordan brand deal that, hey, once this deal is up, he still, he has a relationship with Nike and stuff already that then once the Jordan brand, if he doesn't stay with Jordan, he could just stay with Jordan brand his whole career if he wanted to. But if he doesn't, the groundwork and foundation is there. If he wanted to make the transition over to Nike under the same umbrella, he could down the road, but or with LeBron brand, so him and Bronny <laughs> yeah. can be the first two athletes to be, you know, if we're talking down the road. Yeah, uh, and Br- Bronny would be wearing, you know, his new ones uh, for the legends, Frisco legends, and then, <laughs> you know, Luca would be down the street in Dallas. Why do you have to throw shade at Bronny? He has to play in the G League. <laughs> is he good? I don't. I just don't. I mean, is he better than? <laughs> oh, than I'm not comfortable with this conversation. <laughs> Wasn't he like no, a I freshman? I just don't know. I, I look at some of the, I don't, I, honestly, I don't watch their team at all. But the last time I looked at some of the rankings stuff for his class, it he wasn't like top five. I could be wrong. I know, but I we've wanna, looked at all the rankings of past, you know, okay, that's high very school true. players yeah, yeah. too. Uh, I, oh, I, I, I found it hilarious. I didn't hear this the first time I listened to it, but LeBron said Luca tried all the other little brands. He, he specifically said little brands instead of saying like Adidas or Under Armour yeah. or anything like that. Because Luca, remember we were talking for a while. We were doing shoe watch. Like what shoe is Luca wearing today? Yeah. Like, you know, what brand is he wearing? And he was trying out a bunch of them and saying, hey, come, you know, come out for me. Give me your best offer. That's how I talk about other brands too. Uh, y'all know I've mentioned this before. My wife and I both work for Nike in the past. And so we're all Nike with everything. Our children wear Nike. So we, we joke that's like, oh, something Adidas, it's not allowed in our house or Under Armour. But, <laughs> but shout out to, you know, Steph Curry, uh, and starting his own brand with Under Armour. I did see it. The, the title of an article for like some news thing was like, he's looking to, uh, rival Jordan brand. I'm like, yeah, I good hope luck, that was. Bud. Not a comment from uh, Curry or Under Armour. I hope that was just the writer because I don't even know what the equivalent of that would be. It's like so. it's like fledgling computer company, you know, wants to be Apple. Yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like. <laughs> yes. 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 Good luck. It's like Trey Young wanting to be Luca. Oh, man. The shots I'm coming sorry. out early. I just throwing shots all day. All right, coming up, let's get into uh, some of these media day interviews. We'll hear uh, from Chris Ops about his injury. We'll hear from, you know, from Chris Ops about, you know, his long-term health. He had a fascinating answer about his long-term health and his confidence that he can remain healthy, that he's not just going to be this injury-prone big. So we'll see what he says about that coming up. But before we do, Isaac Harris. Oh, baby. Built Bars. Built Go. They have this incredible new product. It's Built Built Go, they're these 1.5 ounce packages. They combine the collagen protein and the caffeine as well. So you get both of them. You get a little boost of energy in there. It's kind of like a five-hour energy. It's natural ingredients, so you don't have that same kind of crash afterwards. I've taken them, and they are awesome. They taste like uh, you have the three flavors. You have the peanut butter honey. You have the chocolate coconut. You have the chocolate um, you have the chocolate mint as well. They are awesome. You can take them anywhere you go. They're super easy to carry around, and you get the protein. And you also get the caffeine, right? It's the two things that you need when you're out and about. You're trying to, you know, you're shopping, right? You know, you're out there yeah. shopping and you're like, man, I have all these people on my list. I got to get stuff online, for wearing a mask. On, and I'm like, oh, shopping just, online. And this is, yeah. <laughs> yeah, true. If you're doing it online, but if you're doing it in person, you still do that brick and mortar. You'll need some built go with you. Take it with you. It'll help you break through that wall. Go to builtgo.com, use the promo code LOCKED, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCKED for 20% off at builtgo.com. Built Go. 
Let's go. Dot com. All right, Isaac, let's hear from Chris Apps Porzingis. This is a question from Brad Townsend. Uh, you know, we have we have known that Christoph Porzingis is going to be out until January, right? That's, I mean, that has been, if we well, know anything day, coming yeah. out of media day, right? We know this from Donnie Nelson has said it. We know Carlisle has said it. I think everyone has said it. Uh, I think Casey Smith has texted all of us that he's, he's going to be out until January, right? Like this is a definite thing that everyone's talked about. And then today, Christoph's kind of hinted that, you know, he's ready to go now and he wants to play now. And so Brad Townsend was kind of taken aback by that notion and he, had to clarify it. So this is a question Brad Townsend asked of Chris Alps Well, I mean, just to, just to piggyback on that, uh, are you not ruling out potentially playing? I'm not, I'm not, uh, I feel good. I mean, I'm making big, big steps, uh, forward in my progress. And, uh, I don't know. I just want to be out there as soon as possible. I want to be out there for Christmas and, and, and then play those games and, and we'll see. We'll see. I'm, I'm, that's that's me talking. That's not the medical staff talking. So uh, we'll you. see. We'll see. Uh, what's the timeline for me? All right. So he gave it away there at the end. He said it's it's yeah. me talking. It's not the medical staff. So Porzingis feels like he he's going to be ready to go, and he feels like he can be back on the court. But he's going to take the advice of the medical staff. It's not like he's going to go out there and be reckless. And he even mentioned he said I'm going to take their advice. And you know, if it's not right for me to go out there, that'd be you know. Stupid, basically, for me to go out there against the advice of the medical staff. So uh, I think this is a little much ado about nothing, if anybody made ado about this. But I found it interesting that he just kind of came out and said, you know, I'm not ruling me out. Like, everyone else is ruling me out, but I'm not. He believes in himself. And you kind of have to have that a little bit of irrational confidence to come back from an injury like this. Casey probably uh, texted KP after. I was like, hey, can you not say that like, <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're giving people the hope? Can that you please uh, not? Uh, I know. I thought something that was fascinating about KP's um, – uh, media session today was just a reminder about the timeline of everything that, you know, we were all excited about an NBA being back so soon. And in, in a matter of weeks, it's like, we got a timeline and NBA is coming back and training camp and all this stuff. And it's going to be back before Christmas. It's insane. But for so many people, they were planning players and organization stuff. They were planning on the league coming back in February or March. And he was you know asked about that, like the decision to get that surgery when he did because he was expecting the league to come back there. And so in a way, the league coming back when it did, it kind of screwed over the Mavs a little bit because they were probably all preparing for a February, March, you know, restart or start to the new season, therefore allowing a full season with KP. And it's like now, you know, the season's starting sooner and now we're going to get possibly a month without KP to begin the season compared to if it started later on, we would have KP for a full season. So that's just another reminder to it. Cause even, uh, you know, I think it, it might've been Callie who asked him uh, from Dallas morning news that, Hey, did that factor into you delaying your surgery? And he's like, absolutely. It did. I mean, he said it he's like, absolutely. It did. He's like, but we also wanted to see, you know, where my knee was at and give it, give it a few, you know, few more weeks or something too. So. Yeah. So uh, my first question, question is well why didn't they do the surgery earlier right immediately that's what yeah. you, that's what you think we had you know brian sutterer you know doctor on this show talk about the the reason why you wait for a meniscus specifically that was we we talked to him a couple months ago we may have to bring him back on again but uh the the paraphrased version of what he said was 
you're trying to see how it's going to heal, right? Like if it can heal by itself and you don't have to do surgery, that's might, might be a better option for you to see how that, so they might wait a little bit and then do a surgery. So maybe this was, they waited until the last possible date. If the season was going to start in February or something, they waited till that date and they're like, well, you know, we checked on the knee and we think that it still needs surgery. And then they went for it. Um, they weren't going to know if it definitely, definitely needed surgery you know, that early. So it may be of something, maybe something like that. If they knew the season was earlier, yes, he would have had surgery earlier, but they also wanted to give it a chance. It seems like so. Yeah. Go listen to that podcast with Brian Sutter. All that stuff still holds up as far as KP's, you know, recovery and meniscus tear and all that. That was man, maybe a month ago, (laughs) a while ago we talked to him, but yeah, I thought that that was interesting. Uh, Let's get into uh, him talking about his rehab and talking about how, you know, the difference between, you know, the ACL rehab that he had to do when he first went out and with New York and then when he came back for the Mavs and then now this one, the difference between that and just kind of how he gets through this. Yeah, no, first of all, I have a great support team around me. Um, but this comparing uh, to the ACL rehab and surgery and rehab and all that is, is, is I would say, is a piece of cake. This is, you know, you make progress daily. Uh, whenever you make progress, it's it's kind of gives you more motivation to just keep going and, and keep making making that progress. Um, so, yeah, I would say uh, I've, I've been through a tougher task than this. Um, so this kind of and also the, the experience that I've gained from that rehab and, and knowing what, what it's like. Um, um, but I always said that like the ACL rehab felt like walking in the desert and, and you don't see no end. Uh, so this one is it's just progress daily, weekly, and 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 I could see that you know, by each day I'm I'm getting closer to the um, to being back on the court. I like that he said it was a piece of cake first, right? <laughs> like you look at these injuries, and just because he's having surgery, the levels of you know difficulty coming back from these injuries are very different. So this one seems to be pretty easy for him, which you know is encouraging to hear. It's not you know it's not an ACL type where it's a slog to come back. And it was interesting. He said that you progress daily, like you make progress every single day. So to me, that says that in prior in, in past, like for an ACL or something, you don't necessarily make progress every single day. Sometimes there's, you know, periods of time where you're just in the same spot and feel stuck. And so I could see yeah. how that would be really motivating for, especially for an athlete that's really focused on goals and, you know, driven and times and all that kind of stuff. And I think it's another reminder that this isn't an ACL. Like, I think a lot of us, it's like, or a lot of people from the outside, it's like, oh, another knee surgery, another knee injury for KP. He had the ACL. It's like, it's not, this isn't the same. Like, this is a much um, to a lesser degree type of injury compared to that long desert like ACL. And even him mentioning, you know, today in this, in this media session that he's like, hey, both of those injuries were contact injuries and i think he's going to talk about that coming up yeah that's what he's going to talk (laughs) that was a great tease my friend (laughs) yeah this is so this next one is a long clip this is about a two minute clip so so strap in Uh, a two minute clip of christoph porzingis talking about how he maintains his confidence in his long-term health basically this is a, a it was worded a lot better than than Eddie's question the other day to Dwight about like how do you not injure yourself again after you're <laughs> injured again right but this is how do you maintain confidence that you'll continue to stay healthy even though you've had these two you know pretty major injuries and so this is Chris Osborne's long-winded answer about this um what was the first part of the oh yeah no I, obviously I was 
uh, for a moment, I was just heartbroken that I wasn't able to play in game four, you know, a series like this. Um, I was just, I was down. I was really down for, for a second. And, but I'm pretty good at, at kind of just be, being in the present moment. And, and in that moment, as soon as, you know, I found out that I might not be able to play for the rest of the series, I was like, okay, uh, how, for how long am I going to be sad like this? Just, you know, on to the, on to the next thing. And, and that was to work on the leg and, and, and try to try to get it healthy or, or see the options that we have to to maybe try to come back for the second round if we make it there. And so that, that was kind of how, how my mind worked in that situation. Um, and then, yeah, obviously, you know, the, the I've had two big, uh, I don't know, injuries or ACL obviously is, is, is one of the toughest things uh, you could have. And, um, and honestly, you know, I, I recovered really well from it. And one thing is obviously that, if, if uh, it changes, if, if it was a, if these were non-contact injuries, uh, then I think it would be much more concerning. But because they've been contact injuries, that that uh, that means that you know those things can happen, and and um, I just have to do everything possible that I can to to make sure my body's strong, that my my ligaments are strong, and I feel comfortable and confident on the court when I'm playing after the after the injuries. And um, and I've held, after the ACL, I had no doubts in my mind that I was ready to go. Uh, it was just a matter of finding finding a rhythm, finding all the little movements, little details, uh, finding uh, a rhythm. And now the same thing. You know, I'm already on the court, putting in work, moving around, seeing how I feel. Um, and that's it. Uh, once once I'm healthy, once I'm on the court, there's there's zero doubt in my mind, and and I just go 100% every time. Coming up, we're going to talk about why that that specific quote matters a lot for Christoph Porzingis. And it matters a lot for the Mavericks because his health is really what's going to change the ceiling of this team for the Dallas Mavericks. Talk about that coming up. All right, Isaac, let's talk about Christoph Porzingis. But before we do, the wait is over. It's almost over. 2020-2021 NBA season is almost here, and the Lockdown NBA podcast will get you ready with a special week of shows beginning December 14th. Get previews of every team division by division from all 30 of our local Lockdown experts, including yours truly. We will be doing our segment as well. Plus, waiver wire additions from the Lockdown Fantasy Basketball, rookies to watch from Chad Ford, and predictions on each division from the guys that are rejecting the screen. Subscribe to Lockdown NBA wherever you get your podcasts. I was on with Ben Golliver yesterday, so go check out that show if you haven't. All right, so Christoph Porzingis. The non-contact injury is something that, that we haven't talked about. We talk about Porzingis like he's this really, you know, injury-prone type big. And two major injuries you could, you know, I guess you could justify in some sense of the word that he is injury-prone. But the fact that these are two non-contact injuries, to me at least, as a non-doctor casual observer, you know, of, of uh, you know, injuries like this, that I think that's that's really positive, right? That it's not just like, you know, yeah. thing, things breaking down inside of him. He's just, he, he just broke them, <laughs> you know, like yeah, something happened that he broke. It's not like he's breaking down. Yeah. I don't want to act like I know exactly all the medical terms on that. I'll leave that for our doctor, <clears throat> our lockdown maps doc. And, uh, <laughs> but <laughs> not official, <laughs> but, uh, 
But I just know that when I watch like football players go down and it's like people will freak out. I'm like, and it was non contact and he went down. It's like, okay, well, now that that means a lot worse or something more about him instead of. Uh, but yeah, I think, I mean, obviously KP knows about it. He's been in rooms with doctors, some of the best doctors in the world, probably, uh, explaining to him about his knees and his injuries. So, um, that is a, a good sign if we're looking for the positives. Yeah, absolutely. And Porzingis's injury, like Porzingis's health matters so much. That's why we talk about it a lot, right? We just did basically like two, two, two out of the three quotes that we got from him are basically about his you know, recovery and injuries and stuff like that, because the season really predicates on if he can be healthy, right? What's the difference between the Mavs ceilings if Porzingis is healthy or if he's, you know, if he's in or if he's out? Oh, it's, it's massive. I mean, if you have, I've said this before, but it's like, if KP is fully healthy and Luca is the same Luca and you're heading into the playoffs, there's not a series that I'm going into saying, uh, we're done. Like, I think they're in, I think they're in every series. Lakers, Clippers, anybody. I think they're in the series. I'm not saying that I'm confident that they're winning it, you know, each series, but like without KP and you go into a series against the Lakers, I'm like, eh, like <laughs> Yeah, right. You're you know, really like, concerned I mean, then. <laughs> yeah, you're you're very, very concerned. But I think it is that that like you said, that determines your ceiling. Luca alone and with the supporting gas cast gives you a, a high floor a, you know like a high floor but kp makes you like deep playoff run ceiling yeah because he's the one that changes some of the matchup he's he's the one that makes the matchup nightmares right he's the unicorn he's the one that comes out and you know i think we forget how good porzingis was at some points during the season because it doesn't seem like fans really talk about him that much yeah uh, at least on twitter the, the fans that we interact with mostly people forget People don't know, Isaac. They don't know about Porzingis. They forget. He but was like, a problem. But remember, so he is a problem. You forget some of the games where he had like 38 points and, you know, when Luca was out or he even had, you know, 35 and he was beating, you know, some of these teams when Luca was out. And even when they were together, I mean, I think three or four times they had 30 points each together. And, you know, they can, they can it can be a real devastating lineup. We were talking before last season. I don't, I don't want to, I don't know if I want to out you on this, but. Oh, we were no. talking that maybe Porzingis could be better than Luca. This was before Luca took the big leap and became MVP type Luca. Oh, but yeah, 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 Porzingis yeah. has that potential to be a player like that, right? People in New York are freaking out about this guy, like he could be MVP one day. He yeah. has that type of talent. So don't don't forget about Porzingis. I think it's kind of my whole no. thing about this. It's just don't forget about yeah. him because he's a big he's a big factor for the maps. Oh, when he's clicking, I mean that I wrote this story for Maps.com last year, and it's like that people forget how good actually good he was before his ACL injury that he was like top 15 player in the league. Good all-star good. Like, I mean, and you look at those last games before the bubble when he moved to center, I mean, that's big time player in the league right there. So if we can get KP, like get going like that with Luca. mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Let me, uh, let me get my, uh, let me get my Colin Cowherd on. If KP is healthy and he's in the lineup and he's playing his highest level, Mavs don't need Giannis, right? Like Mavs can win a title with those two guys. Wait, wait, wait. Is this Kato? <laughs> they, they can just, they, did Tim? Did it's Tim not like I don't in? want him. <laughs> the Mavs can win a title with Luca and KP. They don't. They don't need a third guy. We we've been so fixated on this third guy that you know you forget about the two guys you already have. And I think if those guys are healthy together and if they grow a couple years together, they can win a title. AD and LeBron just won a title, okay, with right. like, Caruso as their third. So, yeah, this is, yeah. Look, freaking Kawhi and Kyle Lowry won a title. 
Yeah, but you have to be fully healthy. You have to be clicking. You have to be, you know, at the top of your game. There's a lot of, and you got to have the the surrounding pieces. They would need a better supporting cast. Yeah, and Josh Richardson, we like some of these guys. So, like, yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's my take on that. All right, Um, here is Tim Hardaway. Tim Hardaway talked about the Mavericks' emphasis on defense in training camp. I think that this is really interesting to hear everybody's different takes about how the Mavs are emphasizing defense. This is a question from Chuck Cooperstein. He was trying to get at. How do we as fans or as media, how do we tell that you guys are working on this and what what tangible things are we going to see from you guys that proves that you're emphasizing defense? Because that, coming from Chuck Cooperstein, that's 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 a question from how many training camps have I seen where they say they want to focus on defense, right? Like <laughs> that's that's where that question is coming from in my mind. So here's Tim Hardaway. I mean, uh, uh, it's just going to just making it as hard as possible for the offensive, you know, the team, the other team to score. All right, I'm going to stop right there because that was the best captain, obvious answer that I've ever heard. And I love that. I thought that was really funny that he said that. And he like thought about it first. And then he said, just trying to make the other team not score. <laughs> I thought that's great. Anyway. And, and uh, just doing it on a consistent basis. Um, and that starts in training camp, laying that groundwork down and having the, the, the new group of guys out there definitely knowing um, what we have to do and everybody being on the same page out there. Make sure everybody's on the string. Um, also, communication. Communication is definitely key while that's uh, while uh, you're on that end of the floor. And um, as long as you keep those those uh, things all on the same on the same page, uh, uh, everything should fall into place. But you have to have that edge. You have to have that desire and that want, you know, to do so. I think the communication factor is huge, too. I think they need somebody. And this is kind of why we were talking about the Mavs need some 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 guys to up their intensity, right? You need somebody like this that's going to bark out orders. You know, we talk about someone being a dog like that bark, right? Like <laughs> To bark out yeah. orders on defense and things like that. Somebody to, you know. To help lead the defense. You have Luca already that's leading the offense. Mavs don't need to talk on offense, right? It just flows, right? It's just so flows. And the way that Luca plays, you can just, you seamlessly fit into your role. And then all of a sudden the offense just, you know, flows. Defense, it's going to be different. They need somebody to be that on the defensive end. Yeah. And they're bringing, you know, with this being the day one proclamation of camp from Rick Carlisle mm-hmm. that defense is our thing defense de- i mean we've heard defense so many times Even from and I, adding players the draft free yeah. agency like that was donnie nelson's thing too this is a, a franchise-wide thing push yeah and they're, they're welcoming this target i said this uh with bobby on a mavs daily podcast that they're welcoming this target on their back that and they know this by saying defense 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 this is all we're working on this is our focus this is our everything about our camp because they know that if they come out in the preseason, in the first week or so of the regular season, and Booker and drops just getting, 40 on them. Yeah, and they're getting torched, you know, just like last year. They're going to get uh, some big time questions from a lot of different people of like, well, what the crap was all this talk about defense in, in the training camp and all this different stuff? So and I'm sure I, they're I, terrified I think, about our questions. <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> they're terrified. you know, Rick is wondering what, uh, but. <laughs> 
but that's the thing. It's like, you know, by say, by openly saying, like, they could go into camp and give all the generic answers, right? Like, hey, we just want to get better as a team, and yeah. Luca take the next step. We're adding better surround, you know, all this different stuff. But they're vocally saying defense is our focus. We're trying to. So, yeah, in a way, they're welcoming a target on their back that it's and it's kind of a pressure, too. You know, it's kind of like a whiteboard material. It's like, hey, if we're going to tell everybody that this is what we're going to work on, we actually got to get better at it. Absolutely. This is Tim Hardaway Jr. talking about the difference between starting and coming off the bench. This is a question from Tim McMahon um, because I think that this is going to matter for Tim Hardaway because he's there's going to be there's a possible there's a scenario where Tim Hardaway is coming off the bench for this team. If Dorian takes another step forward, Josh Richardson is a for sure starter. I don't think so. You don't think so. I think there's a scenario sometime during the season. I don't think from day one, but sometime during the season that Tim Hardaway could be coming off the bench again. So this is what Tim Hardaway had to say about the difference between starting and coming off the bench and why he was specifically so effective in the starting lineup last year. Um, I think it started with uh, just being in Atlanta. Uh, When I was in Atlanta, my first starting uh, game, my first game that I started, uh, my second year there was uh, actually against the Mavericks here in Dallas when uh, Kyle Korver got traded um, so, to uh, Cleveland. So um, that right then and there, that just gave me that confidence and that that feeling that, hey, I mean, I, I feel like I've worked my tail off just to get to this starting position and, and I wanted to stay there. So, um, I mean, I, it just feels right. Um, I mean, you know, you could, but at the end of the day, you can't, take it for granted because you go you can lose at any given moment so just continue to work work very very hard you know just to stay in that position and um um, having that knowing in the back of your mind that um everything is not guaranteed uh it really just keeps you on your toes and keeps you humble the 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 snapshot was me don't look at your phone your phone's not taking screenshots by the way (laughs) so to let you know that was from during that was from during the press conference but i think that if Tim Hardaway Jr. is shooting 40% from three and he's, he's hitting the way that he was hitting last year, I think he's a lock for the starting lineup the whole year, right? I just think that he, yeah. if he's that... He's locked on that starting He's spot. locked on to the starting two guard or starting three guard, wherever they put him. Uh, I think that he that's where he is because I think Luka needs a guy like that. And I don't know if there's anybody off the bench that's going to be able to fill that type of role that Tim Hardaway Jr. can fill when he's when he's hitting. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I think he's for sure locked into a starting lineup. Um I think it's always fascinating to hear players talk about just the importance of starting. And I mean, I've obviously never played in the NBA, but just like how much starting means to them and just how he's like, I worked so hard to become a starter. And it's when like from a media guy, like perspective, like myself, I'm like ending the game seems more important than starting the game to me. And but like it's the starting spot that and for certain players, it means a ton to them. And there's been certain players that's came through Dallas that have been very vocal about like they play better when they're starting or coming off the bench or whatever it is. And it's just it's just fascinating. And you, then you see guys who embrace the bench role like a Lou Williams or a Manu or whoever it is. And it's like Jason Terry, you know, it's like these guys who embrace that role and they get used to it because there is there's so much mental side of it and trying to, you know, you get ready pregame and preparing and then bam, you got to wait to come in. So I get all that. It's just fascinating to hear somebody talk about it. The Lakers are going through that right now. With Dennis Schroeder, right? They bring him in. He's like, you know, one of the six man of the year finalists 
last year and he said to German media, I was like, I'm starting. Like that was one of the conditions for me to go and sign there and to get, or to get traded there is that, you know, I'm going to start. And so he, they're dealing with that there. I think it's a, I think it matters to players. It's a, it's a status symbol, right? Because we don't yeah. talk about starting and coming off the bench for a lot of players because it's it's a given, right? We don't talk about that for Luca. We don't talk about that for James Harden. We don't talk about that for even you know Porzingis or for I don't know like Jaron Jackson Jr. You know, we don't talk about it for players like that because it's a given for them. It's just a given that those are the starting players. And so for the players that are B level or even C level under that to get to that A level, that you know B plus level. That matters a lot to them, and so I think that it's a it's a huge status symbol for somebody to be a guaranteed like lock of a starter. I think is is a huge thing for a player like that. Yeah, and I just love that you mentioned his Atlanta days because we've brought up those Atlanta days so many times that that's the type of role when he first came here. It's like, all right, let's kind of just forget New York even happened. Look at his role that happened in Atlanta when he played on an actual good team for a decent organization. Um, that okay, here we are. And now he's kind of in a similar type of role on a good team, a playoff team here in Dallas. And he embraced that role last year. And he was great in it. And he was way better yeah. than we all expected. And we hope that he's way better than we expect this year. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Wouldn't it be crazy if him, the, the path for the Mavericks to like win the title this year is if Tim Hardaway and Josh Richardson both take steps forward, right? Yeah. K, well, KP is healthy. I, yeah. We'll we'll probably do a pot Full, on this, but KP is healthy. Fully healthy KP. Yeah. KP is healthy. Luca's, you know, the same, if not better. And then those two guys specifically take steps forward because those guys still have potential, I think, that they can unlock. Yes. Yes. I think I think there's a better chance for winning the title. Like if you had to pick, I think if KP was fully healthy pre-COVID, you know, like pre-shutdown KP with this current Luca. And then Tim stayed the same and like Rich, like I think th- they could still like improve a lot just with that. But yeah, of course, if they could all take a step forward, if Richardson's three point shooting can be like a career high and we have a 39% three point shooting season by Richardson and 40 again for Tim and some of these guys like, yeah, I mean, that's, that's big. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. I'm excited, man. I'm so excited to see this team play and we will soon preseason coming up. Tomorrow, James Johnson, Trey Burke will be speaking to the media. We'll have all the audio for you. That's right. Another Locked On Mavs tomorrow. We're going to continue until the Mavs stop doing training camp, stop doing these interviews. So we will talk to you guys tomorrow. Thanks so much for listening to Locked On Mavs. Peace out. Boom. The crap is that talking? <laughs> I just, now I got to edit this. <laughs> The crap's that talking. <laughs> <laughs>